Right, all right, my love. So the yes, um, the recording machine is on on my end. Okay, and mine. Yes, brilliant. Okay. Um, so, who have you arranged for us to chat to today, Lauren? Hey, we've actually got um, Jo Irwin, who, do you know, she did my wedding hair. Oh, did she? Oh. Yeah, she did. That's actually how I first met Jo, because she lived in the same town that I was from. Um, so, yeah, we've got Jo Irwin, who um, has, well, she's kind of a life coach now for the hairdressing industry. Um, but she has kind of live and, lived and breathed hairdressing ever since she was a little girl. Had her own salon, and now she has a studio as well for freelance hairdressers. She runs retreats, hairdressers in uh, oh, Ibiza, yes. which sounds amazing. Yeah. And yeah, joining her is um, somebody that she's actually working close with, closely with at the moment, Ollie Backerby, who um, most people probably know from Headmasters. He had a long, uh, successful career with Headmasters, and he now lives in Brighton and just opened the hair salon. Um, in Hove. Oh great. wow! Gosh, very brave of him to do that at yeah. um, at such a time in the industry. I know. Be exactly. Interesting to hear. Both so both um, quite positive forces. So let's let's talk to them and find out about their well being and how they can spread a bit of bit of positivity. Good. Let's get started. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lauren Stowe, and I'm Nikki Pope. And today we've got some great guests with us. We've got Joe Irwin from Joe Loves Hair, and we've got Ollie Blackaby from his well, his new salon, the Hair Salon, I believe, in Hove. Hello. Um, so welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Hi, thank nice you. to see you joining on us. We just wanted to catch up with you ahead of everyone going back to the salons um, and life opening up again, um, and talk to you specifically um, about well-being. Because I know that's a massive taboo tub subject for Joe, and um, I believe Ollie's been working with yes. Joe as well. He has, on, yes. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. His new business. So yeah, welcome, guys. So Joe, you're talking to us from your new studio. So tell us a bit about that. I know you were. So I've actually had this for, um, I think, coming up to nine years now. Oh, you can see it. Oh, I just moved that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I've always used it for education and um, when we run the business club, so this is where we kind of have our brunches and stuff. And then last year I was like, because I've had a salon before, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just felt like because I'm coaching more, I really wanted to use this space as, yeah. a, as a salon. And there's so many freelancers that I'm supporting at the moment. And then, yeah, it's just kind of come together. But I was just saying... Because I did it in lockdown, I've kind of forgotten, we haven't really got to use it properly yet. So I'm really excited coming back to April and and having everyone in here. But we've got some amazing stylists, I can't wait. Really exciting. Brilliant. And Ollie, just tell us a bit about your new hair salon. Because you have got a little, you had a little salon, didn't you, before in Brighton? Just, I I came out of the last, first lockdown um, and my little salon was in in a gym's complex. And at that, obviously we're coming out of that lockdown, it suddenly felt very sort of, scary about all these gyms look uh, closing down and and I felt very vulnerable yeah, at course. being someone else's mercy that my business might be in trouble so I then was like I need I need mm-hmm. to move I need to find somewhere else to be and then I sort of looked at loads of places and then I ended up finding this place I found in Hove in Brighton uh, in November in the second mm. lockdown and it, uh, admittedly right. it's a bit bigger than I planned but it literally everything is amazing and um and then I was like how how big is bigger? <laughs> how big well, is it? At then? the moment, it's got ten chairs in it, <laughs> from from oh, like wow. a chair, um, studio space. Um, and but uh, yeah, so I was wanting to create an environment that was much more uh, about a chilled, calming, relaxing environment and really welcoming for freelancers yeah. and 
being able to create an environment that you can grow your own brand within the umbrella of a hair salon. So mm. that, that's, that's the plan. Um, so uh, no, I've got no. a, um, a lovely colleague of mine, Alfie, working with me, Alfie Hair. Uh, so we will open with the two of us. But I've had quite a few people wanting to come and join the hair salon, but hairdressers are very visual. Um, and oh, of course, okay. I haven't actually got anything physically to show them yet because I go in there on Monday. I loved your little um, illustrations though and stuff on your on Instagram. Yeah. Um, it gives a real feel of it already. You can already tell that it's ki- it is kind of about well-being, isn't it? And like yeah. the environment and like yeah. you I think you're using Kevin Murphy, are you? Yes, that's like that right, kind yes. of feel. Yes. Um, well, what's your Instagram handle? What sh- what can we look at, Ollie? Um, the hair salon. So at the hair dot salon. No. At the hair salon. Come on, get it right. <laughs> We'll put it in the notes. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And so you both have big smiles on your faces that I can see on, on the cameras that we're talking to you on. But how has it been, Joe? just roughly the last 12 months? Has it been a bit of a roller coaster, or have you managed to keep quite an even keel? If last year had happened the year before, I genuinely think I would have had mm. some kind of nervous breakdown. Like, that would have been the end. But because I kind of did have a nervous breakdown that year, I kind of went into this year like, I'm good. I'm already in this space, this is fine. So everybody else was freaking out and I was like, hello, great space. Um, yeah, it's kind of, and it's for me, that's been amazing. So it sounds a bit strange, but I have found myself mm. in helping others. So selfishly, helping others helping has actually me. massively yeah. helped me get through this. So I haven't, I'm very lucky, I haven't really been affected, but I fully have huge empathy Mm -hmm. for everybody that has. And it's just been so lovely to be able to enable people to see that, you know, Mm -hmm. this isn't forever. They do have control. You know, in a pandemic, there is not a lot of things that you've got control of, but you do have control of how you react to stuff and how you feel. So, um, yeah, just kind of helping people to do that really has been amazing. Um, I'm very much looking forward to having yeah. my life back and as much as I love my family I'm a bit like oh you know when my husband says let's go for a dog walk I'm like really More yeah time I'm over that now <laughs> I feel like we've done this <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. want to be on my own for a bit that would be great thanks <laughs> but yeah I mean it's been hideous it's been hideous for our industry but also you know it's been so lovely to see so many people mm. pivot and and find something within themselves that they maybe didn't have time to tap into before and and be a bit braver and there's been so many people that have stepped up and really shone and have changed their businesses and it's Mm -hmm. it's been really lovely to see in in an awful thing I'm always looking for the positive um and and for me that's definitely what I can see it's been really lovely and Ollie what's the journey been like for you and, and the people around you um I was I had this conversation with my husband last week actually we were talking about obviously moving into the new salon but honestly if it hadn't been for the pandemic there's so many things I wouldn't have done yeah. and I don't think I would have been opening up the salon if yeah, I hadn't it's gone incredible, through that isn't it? yeah. experience I also um my friend Siobhan Jones we've got our own podcast and we've been talking about doing something for years and we we finally did it in the first lockdown and that's how I met Joe and properly made a contact with her and felt like an affinity with her yeah. and if 
if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So it's been tough. It's been really tough, but it's also given me huge clarity. That's really great to hear, actually, because a lot of people we've spoken to, you can, you can see kind of the negative impact, but actually it's had quite a positive impact for you guys, which is... So how did you guys kind of... What have you been doing working together? Well, um, I contacted Joe <laughs> literally as I kind of put the offer in, in the salon. I had, I've got friends around me who have given me loads of advice. Yeah. And her voice kept going over in my head from our <laughs> podcast and I'd seen her Instagram she'd left some really beautiful motivational stuff on there and I'm like I need to speak to her I need Joe in my life I need Joe in my <laughs> life to kind of make sure I'm on the right track to make sure I make a success of this big thing I'm about to do yeah and, absolutely um it, I got in contact with her just before Christmas and that was it really and as soon as I did that it was the biggest relief <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like thank you God, I've signed up for this. <laughs> so, is that, so is it kind of like, so it's like life coaching within the context of hairdressing and running a business, Joe? Would that be a fair perception? So I think, so I am a qualified life coach with the um, International Coaching Federation. And then I've always done business mentor and I've had a salon, I've been freelance, I've done stuff on stage. Like I've kind of you know, I've, I run the retreats for hairstylists. I've already got that kind of mm-hmm. mindful thing going on. But also I massively struggled with anxiety. I've massively struggled with um, kind of panic attacks. So I've it's been a journey for me. And then I guess it's kind of sharing that. But mainly, I mean, life coaching is about taking you from wherever you're at now to mm-hmm. wherever you want to be. And then um, business coaching is giving you the actual tools to help you to do that. So within a, a hair industry so very often it all comes down to kind of belief belief in yourself but you're just your general beliefs so we take action on what we believe and if and if we believe that we're not good enough we take action of someone mm-hmm. that believes they're not good enough so you don't open the salon you don't increase your prices you work 12 hour days seven day weeks you never kind of you're like i feel like i'm not reaching my mm-hmm. potential and i don't know why but because you're kind of making choices based on that person but when you change the belief you don't you know it's amazing how many other things in your life you know when I coach people they're suddenly they're coming out of debt they have lost weight they're kind of making other choices because they kind of love themselves a little bit more and it's easier to make those choices um and then they have a different action and then the result's different so it all kind of works but I think because I do have uh industry experience it, it works for for hairdressers because you know it's always it's all relative isn't it and for me to be able to say I've been there I get that let's let's try this it's just yeah it's really lovely to be able to get those results so, well. so is it possible Ollie for you to identify so having so let's take the last few months we're talking to you now at the end of March and you contacted Joe around Christmas time so in three months what might you flag up as the sort of headline news of this is what I've managed to achieve or overcome or this is how it's really helped to have that support of somebody else watching out for me or with me I think the overall thing that comes resonates through everything is you can absolutely do do this like there is no reason why you can't the and and the only thing that's going to stop you is yourself yeah if you if you let those anxieties and those um bad beliefs get in your way um and it's, I mean, 
right now I've just been contacting all my clients, I've put my prices up, I've been telling them I'm going to a new place, I've barely had anyone quibble my prices, my price rise, so it is about, brilliant. you know, you've got, to, you've got to own it, and that's the, yeah. the whole thing, it's owning your decision and making it move forward, because if, the, if people don't want to jump on the bus, they won't, <laughs> but yeah. a majority yeah. of them will, so yeah. um, it's, but that's it in a nutshell. I mean, I could go on about it and on about it, but there's mm. so many, so many things, and I think it is. It's just having that self belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if you don't have it, you know, the alternative is also just um, bewilderment and sinking, you know, into depression. It is tough. It's not about saying, you know, it's easy to do. But I think if you if you focus, uh, but you must have to have a sense of realism as well, though, Joe. It can't be just because you believe you can do it um no so what happens is when we're not looking after ourselves we get tired and um we have this i don't know if you've probably experienced it actually like a little negative self-talk so it's really weird last week i had some bad family news um but how that transpired is then i started saying you look really old you're not good enough you shouldn't be doing this um you that salon's not going to work you're not going to earn enough money it's really weird how one kind of negative thing sends you on this spiral but you have this talk in your head and you get a choice whether you listen to that or not but my belief is yeah thanks for that I'm just going to park that and, and move forward whereas what I used to do is put it in a box at the back of my head and try not to think about it but then I was taking actions on that I'm not good enough, that I'm too old. So I wasn't getting the results that I want. So although it sounds a bit airy-fairy saying, you know, what you want, uh, if you believe it, is going to happen. Yeah. It's true. Because when you have a higher self-worth, you know, like Ollie, he's, he's increased his prices. I'm like, what would it look like if you only had three clients a day? You know, nobody only has three clients a day. That's not what you do. But actually, it's possible to, to lose that hustle mentality and... And have three clients a day and actually earn more money yeah. than you were doing before and go and meet your husband for chips on yeah. the beach after it's work. a thought yeah, of it isn't not? it that's kind of um, overwhelmingly scary yeah. when you put it into practice it's kind of yeah so what would be your advice then because i imagine a lot of salon owners and stylists are kind of feeling a bit nervy about going back to the salon and a bit um you know they'll think mm-hmm. oh you know are they going to retain their clients and all that kind of stuff what would you be, be yeah. your advice to them so I'm having a lot of conversations of I don't think that I want to be a hairdresser anymore. Um, um, I'm not sure. Or, and I've had this three times this week alone, this is my last shot. I'm going to give it one last yeah. shot and if it doesn't work, I'm going to do something else. But that's because the uh, the action isn't changing. So the belief is still there. Mm, not sure if I'm good enough. Might be past it. This isn't going to work. So the action isn't but the action isn't changing so the Mm. result isn't changing but it's almost like if you take away the belief like what happens if you did feel confident what happens if you were enough what happens if you did put your prices up and then almost like take away the belief and Mm -hmm. just do the action um and that's with everything so why are you booking your clients in 12 hours for the first six weeks because that's not to make you feel good that's for your client so what are you doing so just literally sitting down why am i doing this um am i putting my clients uh needs above my own how is that going to leave me feeling because it's going to leave you feeling exhausted burnt out 
then your negative little voice is going to kick in and then that whole spiral starts again but it's literally um when I first start working with someone people are like oh I don't know if it's the universe but and then all these things (laughs) start happening and it, it's not. It's because you start making yeah, yeah. choices. Like but I think when you've got no, someone else not, kind of sitting also, there, like, you know, all he's got Joe kind of, I guess, in your head kind of, no, well, Joe said this and, you know, let's go with it. And yeah. then it's yeah. kind of a bit of affirmation, isn't it? That, you know, it might... I don't know if you found this, Ollie, but you also start noticing what other people are doing. You're like... Oh, that's <laughs> <limiting belief."> totally. <laughs> that's a limiting belief, actually. <laughs> It's really weird. You've got to rein that in a bit and stop doing that. Oh, definitely. Cross. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, all right, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> I'm having a bad day, right, Joe? Just leave me. Yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> That's yeah. a label. Well, so, and how have you? So, you must have done a lot of your sort of um, coaching and talking and sharing at a distance, then, Ollie. So, because I'm I've... assuming you haven't been popping up to see Joe from Brighton every five minutes. And, and how's that been? Have you? found that yeah I mean I can't believe I've never actually met Joe in the flesh and I feel I feel like and I do feel like you know because I've sort of she's sort of been in in my sort of stratosphere for the last year I feel like I know Joe really well mm. um uh, but uh, actually doing it remotely has been brilliant and again I think you are in your I'm in my safe space at home um and actually to sort of sit there and uh, have that moment with Joe every hour. Well, I did a six-week program, so I was doing an hour a week. Um, but then also she, even sort of hearing my husband in the background, and she kind of connected with him through that, and he's he's heard what Joe's been saying, and he's like, oh, that's that. She's she knows her shit. She does. Yeah, she's on it. So it's been it's been brilliant. I mean, uh, uh, it was. As I said before, it's is the best decision I made um, yeah. to move forward. I think it's interesting that connectivity, isn't it? Because that's something that we probably wouldn't have um, thought about or mm. accepted so readily a couple of years ago. The idea that you're going to be coaching with somebody, but it's going to be long di- virtual sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's that you feel like, well, at least I have to have a meeting to start. It's also like, you know, as hairdressers, we're very much like, how are you? Mm. Are you okay? Can I get you a drink? And, you know, if I was to visit Ollie, I know that that would be the situation. Whereas when you're online, it's like in, out. And also, as long as I can see his, like, his facial expressions and his eyes, like I, I said initially, like, this has to be on Zoom rather than a phone call because I want to be able to see mm. how you're reacting yeah. to stuff. Um, because sometimes people don't even know how they feel and then you could say oh is that you know what's going on there what's coming up for you and they're like oh actually yeah um but yeah when you when you can see someone yeah then um I think you do get that chemistry I mean I'm not an expert in that but I do think that yeah. you, it's Seeing. still very and I mean, relevant there's a hairdresser you talk to people in the mirror so maybe even the screen isn't that much of a change yeah I must admit True. that I was quite blown away with the, the first session was an hour and a half and what she, Joe was picking up from my body language and the way I was reacting without saying anything, I was like, well, you're just a bit magic. Yeah. She's like a witch. <laughs> but can you, but have you learned things, Ollie, that you'll be able to carry forward to clients then? Do you think that some of that will have, well, like you were saying in the conversation about that being a limiting uh, Yeah, statement. definitely. Definitely through to clients and also to fellow um, freelancers that I'm going to be working with. Mm. Um, I think, uh, I think I've because I've 
obviously working from a big company and being surrounded by a lot of people within the industry and yeah. then working solo for quite a period of time. Um, my, my, self, my limiting self-beliefs have probably got quite big on my own. Mm-hmm. And now I'm throwing myself back into this environment and then having Joe coach me, it's definitely set me up to be able to feel like I can not only handle working with people from the industry, but also working with my clients who are stepping into a new environment and I'm, I'm trying to get them to understand where I want to go in the future. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely helped and I'll definitely yeah. take it forward. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people either uh, because they've come to you, Joe, or anecdotally because of both of you talking to colleagues and friends and so on, do you think a lot of hairdressers are concerned about the changing relationship with clients because normally you know you'd hug people you'd kiss them hello you'd they'd be the hand on the mm-hmm. shoulder you know so and they are mm-hmm. now talking a lot in the media about how social distancing some of the practices like mask wearing should really go on for quite a long time do you, is mm-hmm. that coming up for people as a concern the biggest concern and it's actually a concern that i'm flagging with people especially salon owners when they've got all their staff so i'm having a lot of conversations where Salon owners are concerned that their stylists are going to leave yeah. and go mobile or go I think it's happening. Um, yeah. That's coming up. Yeah, it's a huge fear. And so we're like, okay, so why would a stylist do that? Because, um, you know, they get to work on their own terms, X, Y, and Z. Why do they want to do that? Because they don't want to work 12-hour mm. days. It's so mm. draining. If you think about, and I was saying this to Ollie, if there was just one person that hadn't left their house for six months all their celebrations, all their, they couldn't see their family, they couldn't see, go on holiday, everything they were looking forward to got cancelled. And then they worked, the day that they can come out of that, they go to work 12 hour days for six weeks. That is not good for you. Plus, you're like with other people's energy and we haven't been with people for so long. I think you're right. And a lot of anxieties for people. Mm. And we're not even, you know, I've met friends for walks and I'm even funny about, you know, kind of, not giving them eye contact and stuff I feel a bit weird because you're just not used to it you're suddenly something that is so normal so I'm not sure if it's so much about touching your client but listening to their energy plus you know they are that's maybe the first time they've seen someone for a long time and they're telling you their story of what's happened because you know your hairdresser is like your support person but your hairdresser's had a million times, yeah. 50 times this week. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. Yeah. I think, you know, we really have to, as stylists, like protect our energy a little bit and work out what works for you and taking time out and, and, and salon owners looking yeah. after their staff in that way. So I do think that's a massive issue. And what really can salon draining. owners do then, I guess? Because they're under a lot of pressure from their clients, but also from their stylists because they, all mm-hmm. wanna, they don't want to lose their clients, they want to get them through the door, but equally, they don't want to overwork. Mm-hmm their stylist so where's the kind of equilibrium what can they do to I think just like knowing that they understand and saying you know is there any way that I can support you do you want to so for me um, emotion is energy in motion so go go for a quick walk around the block Mm -hmm. between your clients you can't do you can't go for a run or do something or even doing five star jumps you can't do that and feel the same afterwards you just can't so I'm not suggesting (laughs) you start doing star jumps but why not like you know what can you do um but just making it part of the day that you know have you made sure that you've looked after yourself today so have you gone and just can you just go outside for five seconds or five minutes and then come back Mm -hmm. in and do your next client so instead of like have you done this have you done your foils have you taken some time today how are you feeling generally you know it's that initially it's that i've got to book everyone in 
then it's like the I mean I've been on shoots with GHD and who I love and I'm very happy in that situation but beforehand I'm like <gasps> because there's 12 mm. people in the room not because I'm scared of getting COVID but because I'm like yeah. I haven't interacted with that many people for so long I've forgotten who I am and what I do and and it's fine but there's always going to be that anticipation and that kind of sense of nervousness before that starts but then and then you're kind of okay and then you're tired you maybe haven't eaten enough other people around you are also tired you're listening to some actually quite sad and awful stories from your clients all day you're standing up you're not actually getting time to check in with yourself and then you're going home you're eating whatever's quick enough to eat going to bed mm-hmm. and doing the whole thing again and it's kind of expected how does it work well. then ollie with them um, because obviously your salon's going to have freelance stylists in it mm. um how do you kind of care for their well-being do you still see that as would be kind of one of your responsibilities even though they're you know, you still want to build a team, even though they're freelance. I've definitely sort of, I've had to learn for myself how to handle my own column and how to make sure I'm giving myself that time. Um, again, it's very early stages. Obviously, I've got Alfie working with me, but yeah. um, it's it is about creating a, a working. The whole idea of the hair salon is to create a, a working environment that suits your lifestyle right. and how you want to run your future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've worked in very high energy levels and and you know almost where you have to work slightly holding your breath mm-hmm. because you can't even breathe because you've got the next client there so i know from personal experience what that's like and you know i, I could do that successfully but it wasn't sustainable no so um the whole ethos of the salon of the hair salon is we've got aromatherapy oils the music's going to be calming the whole essence of the space is about well-being yeah so that will that will carry on through to to the freelancers and how they work and we were talking about how would um how would I interview someone and how would I take on someone who probably is really high energy and doesn't Mm -hmm. quite fit into that um that that ethos then I think it's just making sure they've got that information to sort of understand what the space is like and and maybe they need to understand that that isn't going to work for how they work yeah you know so you know whatever I am offering isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily going to be for everyone but it's definitely meant to be out there for those people who want to have a better way of working yeah Yeah. absolutely Ollie how has it felt you know there is a lot of anxiety we keep using that word but it is appropriate in the industry about the number of people going freelance and you know what's going to happen to the future of the industry and how we ever going to have teams and training and so on interestingly um this time round, in this third lockdown, I've kind of tried to put away those voices that I've been, you know, the things you pick up on Instagram or on social media, mm. you know, the first lockdown, I think every hairdresser was so used to shouting and making a lot of noise, there was all this, like, opinion being thrown about and, yeah. you know, no, no one ever really listening to each other, they just want to get their voice out there. Um, I think this lockdown, I think everyone's gone a lot more inver- introverted and um, I've definitely focused on what I want to focus on. and. I have made a choice of not really getting involved in those arguments and, and debates because I don't think it's relevant to me. Mm, yeah. um, and I, I think that's important because I think we, we, we run, you know, as hairdressers, we, we, and, and, and within the industry, it's about being relevant and about, be, and, and about sort of feeling like we're, we're part of, of this community. But also at the same time, it's like, I'm also very, it's very important to myself about how I, how I see myself. Yeah. And, um, and I can only put out what I feel. And if people want to resonate with that, that that's great. And if someone doesn't, then that's fine. They can resonate with the people they want to resonate with. 
Um, but, you know, I've got friends who run salons who, who, who have all employed staff. And, you know, I think it's just about how the individual approaches yeah. their team. And, mm. you know, Yeah, I think, I mean, I coach a lot of people that are running salons and, and that is a big fear. But I think, you know, as Ollie said, you've, you do you. Like, you need to focus on what's right for you. And also, so if that's your fear, how can you... Why is the stylist potentially going to leave? I was talking to Katrina Kelly yesterday and she was telling me how her stylists work three days and have four days off. Three days and four days off. Like, I think everyone is so fearful of changing Mm -hmm. the norm. But actually, what's the alternative is you might lose your staff. So, you know, what can you do to support them? How can you make it better for them? We're in 2021 and I feel like we're still working the hours that we were in the 80s. Like, just... We don't have it's to so do that British. anymore. It's so British. I mean, I, I just we remember... We just don't like change. No, we don't. And with, you know, no. it's just like this idea that you're a part-timer if you do anything less than 40 hours yeah. a week. And I mean, it's just, and it's ingrained, yeah. it's entrenched in all of us. And, and that's why freelancers yeah. are going freelance because they're just like, I, you know, yeah. I don't want to work a yeah. Saturday anymore because I've had this freedom. And now I'm like, hold on a second, this is my life and I want to do this you know a year down the line are we going to look back and it's going to have been like a mirage or are we going to be able to hold on to some of these new things that we've learned and this idea that actually you know quality of life is better than quantity of working hours well i hope so because that's totally what i've set my new salary <laughs> yeah that would be awkward <laughs> <laughs> i hope so as well to me this time next year and i'm literally like a nervous wreck i'm like i've completely we'd be like where's joe find joe <laughs> I think we will. I think the fact that we kind of refer to in lockdown yeah, yeah. one and in lockdown yeah. two and in lock, it's kind of like there are learning journeys. Kind of, I felt like this in lockdown one, and then I realised in yeah. lockdown two. So I, I feel hopefully, I mean obviously, people can't have that life because that's not reality of being off all the time, and also nobody wants that. But what um i do think hopefully that people will put themselves first or just you know when they're feeling out of sorts mm, what's yeah. going on i do hope there's a shift in the industry as a whole i think there's a lot of things that have been flagged up um i was having a conversation with gareth williams the other day and i just i just feel like this has given us time to think and reset and, and actually look at our industry and think actually there are things that need to be regulated and things need to be changed yeah, yeah. so i do hope mm that it's not just us on, on, on the, on the, as a workforce, but also throughout the whole of the industry, there's going to be a, a shift that mm, makes yeah. us much more um, relevant, not relevant, but um, accountable, you know, and, yeah. and have, have, you know, I think hopefully after this third lockdown, that I think people, our clients are going to understand the protocol and that actually we've done this before and I will get my hair done. Yeah. And my life isn't going to end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and, and actually, mm-hmm. I know that my hairdresser's got my best interest at heart. So let's just hang yeah. on in there and I'll listen to that person. And, and you, and you know they're that free. they're going to do a good job, you know, when you get there. So yeah. it's not, yeah. yeah. I think it's also, you know, it's not like we've been off mm. for a year or whatever. It's not like we chose to have no. a sabbatical and having a lovely time. We're also yeah. in a pandemic. So you know, when you're, there's a lot of guilt from stylists. Yeah, but I've been off for so long. It's okay because I can do this. No. It's still not in your best interest for you to work yeah. 12 hour days for six weeks. Thank you very yes, much for you. making the time to join us today. Oh. It's very exciting that you've both got things happening and that you've managed to yeah. 
feel and look so calm and focused. I think that's a fantastic advertisement for both your businesses. Thanks, guys. Wishing you lots of luck and so love nice. going forward. And we will put both your contacts and social media treats and things oh, that gosh, you do, yeah. Joe. And we'll find out how it's going for your team, Molly and Sats. What a lovely chat with Joe Irving and Ollie Blackaby. Lauren, did you enjoy that? Oh, I feel like I've had a therapy session. I know, it's so interesting, it. isn't it? It's, it I was, think, yeah. And hopefully people will have found that very helpful. We will... And a lot of the things Joe was saying as well were kind of things that you think in your head and you're like, actually, you know, that's not hard. You know, you don't need someone to tell you that. You shouldn't do, but you, sometimes you just No, do. but sometimes when somebody puts something into a saying or a phrase or you realise it's a thing, it actually yeah. helps you to then sort of get to totally. grips with it. So, good. Well, we'll put all the contacts and the Instagram handles and ways of you discovering more in the notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, scroll down on your device to see the notes on there and do jump over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from because we have plenty more conversations with really interesting industry people that we think you would like to listen to and importantly don't forget to rate and review us because it helps drive us up the charts which makes us more visible when people are searching for interesting things to listen to so it's a lovely circular support mechanism for podcast <laughs> listeners there you go <laughs> I even made that appropriate brilliant <laughs> until next time bye thanks for joining bye